Hey gang, and welcome to A Kitchen Countdown. And this is a very special one because it's Jimmy Buffett pregame. Buffett pregame, ooh, it's Buffett pregame. Yep, that's right. I will be heading over to the Hollywood Bowl shortly to go see Jimmy Buffett. And I know a lot of you are already hating this because you can't stand Jimmy Buffett. I get it. We won't even get into it. Or basically, I'm going to say this. I'm going to do a kitchen countdown, and it's going to include uh, songs of today, which we always do. And it's also going to include my top five, Jimmy Buffett. And I know, um, hey, he's got five great ones. That's all I'm trying to prove with this episode. I'm not trying to convert anybody, and if you love Buffett, a lot of people do, but I also know I get some pushback. I get some pushback. So, we're going to do my top five, and um, it's going to be great. So first, and then we'll talk a little bit about the show, and just the mood here in Los Angeles, Hollywood. It's um, October, summer is over, but you know, it still feels like summer out here, and that's probably why Buffett can still do the last legs of his tour out here where it's still warm. He wouldn't go to, let's say, Indiana right now. Hey, what's up, Indiana? That's the last place I did a Chartist show. Um, you know, it's getting chilly there, so that's probably why he routes it, routes it this way. All right, here we go. We'll start with some contemporary music coming in at number five. Yozels, geez. Number five. That turned it off. Number five. Oh. Oh, you deserve better than this. Jeez, Chartist. You deserve way better. Ah, oh, commercial. Ah, oh, old. Static-y. Boy, hip-hop and R&B in the sold-out real show November 8th at the Forum. I'm your girl, Nina Chantel. Hello? Hi. What's up, girlie? What you doing? Um, nothing. I was just calling about the tickets. What about them? Um, if you guys are still giving them away. <laughs> girl, you know, you should really, I'm, I'm being honest with you, you sound like such a sweetheart, and I appreciate that. Girl, you know, you need to come aggressive with it. Like, Nina, I'm calling. Whoa, there's some, there's some, there's some cat fighting going on there. Chantel was a little rough with that caller. Um, I thought she did fine. I'm calling about the tickets. You said to call. You put me on hold. The next voice I hear goes, hey, what's up? I go, yeah, I'm waiting on these tickets. I don't have a problem. This could be a good show. We do like DJ court where we, where we, where we, where we, where we what's the word? We, uh, what's the word? Intervene. You know the word. We negotiate. We moderate. What's God? What's that word? It's an actual job. A person does this job. They mediate. They mitigate. God. Anyway, that could be a good show where we decide who's the winner and those type of arguments. All right. Um. We didn't get a song that time, but that's okay. All right, let's get right into it. This would be my top five, my fifth favorite song by Jimmy Buffett. And um, this one um, is a good one. It's, here we go. It's called Changes in Latitudes. Ran into a chum with a bottle of rum and we wound up drinking all Quite the same. 
There you go. If we couldn't laugh, we would all go insane. And um, we've done a lot of laughing together right here on the chart program. Okay, so I'm heading up to the Hollywood Bowl. Um, the first thing I'll tell you about is the mood here in L.A. There is some Buffett mood that's palpable. I'm, I don't know, a little over a mile away from the Hollywood Bowl, but already I saw a, um, well, we used to call it a bitch basket back in the day. Basically, a, it was a convertible Volkswagen, and it had two ladies inside, and one of them was wearing a captain's hat, like the kind you see, um, well, Jimmy Buffett wear sometimes, or, you know, Hugh Hefner when he's sitting out there, and they've got him, you know, propped up. He's petrifying out in the backyard, but they got him propped up at the table, you know, for the reality show. Hey, gang, uh, we're having a great time on this one, and, you know, Already from here at Dragon Manor, I could sense the palpable Jimmy Buffett excitement. All right, let's move on with the countdown. Here we go. Coming in at number four, contemporary number four. Raise it with a vanilla cup. Oh, boy. PG-13 may be an approval. Oh. oh. You know, this is something that, okay, so that's the weekend, and now they've remixed it. You know, and it's like, it gives songs I don't like a second life. You know what I mean? People are starting to get a little bored of that weekend tune. Now we'll start playing the remix. It's like, you know what? He's tired. Let him rest. Let him sit on the bench. Don't pump him full of stuff and then send him back out there. It's the same guy. Just kind of infused with something else. I don't like it. Leave them on the bench. Um. So yeah. So that's that. All right. Now do we get into the? Now let's get into the Buffett number four. Okay. This is where it really starts to heat up. This song is called "Come Monday." It's not really about the ships and the salt water and the uh, all the Buffett stuff. This one is more just of a love song. And um, when I discovered this one, I liked it very much. It's called Come Monday. And honey, I didn't know That I'd be missing you so Come Monday, it'll be alright Come Monday, I'll be holding you tight I spent four lonely days in brown early haze And I just want you back by there you go he said it i spent four lonely days in a brown la haze and i just want you back by my side four days i've been out here longer than four days i understand what he's talking about but the haze is kind of they've cleaned up a lot of the haze emissions was a big problem back then i assume it was the 70s emissions were bad la was very smoggy and um We've since cleaned that up, although global warming has come along to replace smog, and it's a bigger threat. And um, if you haven't heard about it, <laughs> look into it, gang. It's called, I'll say it again, global warming. All right, so I'll tell you about the ticket watch. I've been watching these tickets on StubHub um, for like two weeks. Let me see. I have like a document and everything. I, I knew... Somebody said, hey, Buffett tickets are cheap on StubHub. 
And then a guy where, where uh, I'm writing right now, he's like, you know what I'm going to do? The show's on Thursday. I'll wait till like Sunday night. And he goes, you know, Buffalo probably do radio Monday, Tuesday. People start getting excited, so I'm buying mine Sunday. So I thought, okay, good plan. So I bought mine Monday morning, and then I just kept watching it. It kept going down. So by, by the end of today, you could get a ticket for the cheapest I saw it. To see Jimmy Buffett at the Hollywood Bowl in 2015, you could get a ticket for $6.41 on StubHub. And there would be some tax. And at that price, you got to buy two. But they were as cheap as eight for one. I got my Buffett tickets dialed in. So anyway, it was fun to just see what goes on with the ticket prices. It was like watching the stock market. So I landed right there. I wound up paying like uh, 19 bucks. And um, I know from going to Van Halen that I don't need to be close. Because um, unless you're really close, you might as well be far back. As, as, if you're not going to be really close, it doesn't make... There's huge video screens everywhere. So, um, wait, hold on a second. Okay, I'm back. I forgot I was doing a podcast for a second. Now I'm back. Um... I'm in the back. You know what I mean? If I get if if I don't want to stay the whole time, I want to beat everybody out before the encore, I can go. All right. Um, that was a lot of fun. That was the uh, ticket countdown. All right, here we go. Coming in at number three, contemporary number three. I don't know who that is. I don't think it's Taylor. It's somebody who sounds like Taylor-esque. Um, his hands are in my hair. His clothes are in my room. They have accelerated their relationship. They've taken it to the next level. There is physical consume. Physical soup. With nothing in it, just broth. Physical consummation. Um, all right, yeah, that was number three. I'm not sure what it was. I could shazammed it, but I didn't. And so here we go. This is going to be Buffett number three. My top five of the Jimmy Buffett canon or catamlog. We'll do this one is a great, great one. This one's called Son of a Son of a Sailor. Son of a son, son of a son, son of a son of a sailor, son of a god, oh the last time, one step ahead of the jailer, now I am the <laughs> That's a great one. If you're an ocean person, you already love these. I don't even need to explain why they're so great. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to be heading up to the Hollywood Bowl. Um, I'm going to have to walk up that hill again past the little wine and cheese tables. Um, like, on the way into Van Halen, there's like these little circular tables and benches that go all the way up this hill that everybody has to walk up. And you could sit there and have like a wine and cheese party, and many people were, which to me would be more apropos for the, a lot of the symphony concerts that go on over there. It's funny to see people having a classy 
wine and cheese party while all the Van Halen fans just, I mean, just, it's a cattle call of Van Halen fans. Just thousands of them pouring through. I don't know that it's a wine and cheese event. It's rock and roll, baby. All right, so, um, wait, I did the two songs. Yeah, so be headed up there. It's going to be a good time. Um, Jimmy Buffett. I'm the, um, all I really knew was Margaritaville. And then um, got out of college, after college, down in Austin. Helping uh, this girl, Connie, who I was living with, helping her paint the house. And she put on a Buffett album or two. And I started to really get into it. It was fun. I was off of the East Coast, even though Texas is landlocked over there in Austin. I felt great. I felt right at home, and I started getting into Buffett. That was with Connie. She was from Arkansas. And I've told stories about her. She was kind of a super nice, cool hillbilly chick. Kramer, close the door. You're letting my cool out. And then... Um, one time she came in, Kramer, will you bang me? My boyfriend's dick is crooked. And uh, we had a good time. We lived down there together. We filmed Austin stories. We used that house as part of it. Hey, but what a great coincidence. It's strange that I would go to Austin to get into Jimmy Buffett because that's where he wrote the song Margaritaville. He wrote it at a place on Anderson Lane. It's not even a... a I mean, Anderson Lane is not like a big street. It's like everybody in Austin would know it, but it's not like a destination street. And that's like, I lived right off of Anderson Lane when I moved there. And Buffett wrote most of the song there and finished it in Florida. So that's my Austin connection with Buffett. And then um, after I moved to L.A. and got Sirius Radio, I would listen to the Buffett channel and uh, dig through there find some classics and um my friend Paul Danke's gonna be at the show tonight and uh Peter who works at um this show that I'm writing on he said he's gonna go and so maybe I'll run into other people up there I, I wouldn't say any of us are parrot heads um oh this I gotta hold on I gotta hold on real quick all right I'm back um, I wouldn't say any of us are parrot heads, but, um, you know, we're going to get into it. To me, it's going to be like, you know, social observation. I'm going to see what's going on. I, I hope everybody's not messed up, wasted, drunk, but we'll find out. All right, here we go. Coming in at number two, contemporary number two. Oh, boy. I don't like waiting. I'm sorry. I just don't like waiting. Even when we were a kid, you know, I'd hear like, oh, we're going to be going on a great adventure this weekend. You know, Six Flags. Oh, I'd just be like, oh, man. It's going to be a lot of waiting. You know what I mean? I think most people are like, oh, yeah, we'll go on the runaway train roller coaster. We'll go on the flume. And um, I was just like, oh, I'm going to be standing there. You know what I mean? Then you walk, then you make the turn, then you see the people you saw two minutes ago again. Then you, like, get past them. Then you blow past them again. 
Ah, the way, the way in is the head is paired. A Buffett pregame, and here we go. This is going to be my number two Buffett song, coming in at number two. This one's called A Pirate Losing. <laughs> Mother, Mother Ocean, I have heard you call, wanted to sail upon your wharf since I was three feet tall, you've seen it all, you've seen it all. I love this one, and um... You know, I hope he plays it. I think he will. You can go to see his set list online, which is something I don't usually do. I didn't do it for Van Halen. To me, it's like being the spirit of the band. You know what I mean? When you think of, like, going to see Van Halen in 78, it's like a crazy party, like dazed and confused. It's, it's crazy 70s. It's loose. It's fun. It's not politically correct. Everybody's... You know what I mean? Drinking with open, driving with open container. It's loose. No seat belts. Um, you know, when you think about going to see Van Halen, that's the attitude I want to have. So I'm not online looking at the set list like a, like a statistician. You know what I mean? Like uh, the kid from Bad News Bears, the original, who um, just was buried in stats all the time. It's not in the spirit of the event. But for this Buffett thing, I was like, I want to make sure that, like, I want to see where he's, you know what I mean? Like, if he's not going to play any of this top five until the very end, then I'm not going to bust my hump to get there on time. I'm not going to, you know what I mean? So I had to look at it. And it looks like they're scattered throughout pretty good. But he doesn't play any of these until song five. So I could miss the first four songs. You know what I mean? Let him get through that. Then as soon as I walk in, boom, it'll be come Monday, I think. But whatever. Howard, you bought the ticket. Why don't you go and enjoy the show? No, I want to stay in Dragon Manor and figure out the last minute I could leave and just to hear these pinpointed tracks. Wow, that seems to be really in the spirit of Jimmy Buffett and hanging around in a pair of flip-flops drinking and, and getting wasted. And wasting away in Ritaville. Well, there it is. I'm sorry. I've perverted the essence of this whole show. And I'm going solo. I'm going solo like a weirdo. I'm like um, I'm like a beachcomber. I'm just I'm at a, a place that you could share with others, but I'm by myself with the metal detector going up and down the beach in my own world. Nah, I'll run into Danky, I'll run into friends, and have a great time up there. And I'm excited about it. So why don't we move into number one. I'm probably not going to bring binoculars tonight, because I brought them to Van Halen and didn't really need them. Because it's like, I'm, you know, there's big vid screens everywhere. Maybe I will. I don't know, let's find out. Alright, here we go. I like this juxtaposition we're doing. You're getting a taste of what's really going on in pop culture. And then 
sort of how the Jimmy Buffett plays against it. Here we go, coming in at contemporary number one, number one. I know when you see me, then we gon' see. I got enemies, got a lot of enemies, got a lot of people trying. I'm one of them, Drake. I'm one of them. I got enemies, got a lot of enemies. People trying to drain me of this energy. That's not bad. That's not bad. But even when he does something good, I still wonder, why don't I just... You know what I mean? Kanye had a lot of problems. He had a lot of red flags or negatives. If you were hiring Kanye to be in your rap workforce, you would say he's wildly talented, he's amazing, but he's probably going to not work well with others. So, with Drake, even though he probably does work well with others, I still don't want him in my rap workforce. Human resources. Ship him back to Canada. Deny him a work visa. We're done here. I got enemies. Got a lot of enemies. Boy, he just slowed down my whole thing, but I'm not going to let it stop me. I'm going to get buffetized, and we're going to have a great time. All right, I think you know what's coming, because we haven't played it yet. And this really was a huge song, and I think it came out in 77. Another coincidence, because Van Halen was recording their first two albums in 77. I think they dropped the first one in 78. So these things were happening around the same time. Margaritaville and like, you know, You Really Got Me by Van Halen and stuff like that. The cover, the Kinks cover. All right, so here it is. This came out and it was a smash and, um, you know, now it's, um, now it's a restaurant and now it's a $180 blender at Best Buy. He's merchandised the hell out of it like Kiss, but, um, you know, you could separate the, if you can separate the commerce from the tunes, enjoy the tunes. And here it is. The classic. I think this is vote. This is in the top uh, 100 songs of all time on some important list. But anyway, here it is: Jimmy Buffett, Margaritaville, coming in at number one. Hollywood Bowler. Some people claim that there's a one blame. He knows. It's nobody's fault. It's nobody's fault. I like that. He doesn't even say it's my own damn fault until later. It's nobody's fault. He's probably a little more drunk in this first verse. Or he's a little more sober. So he says it's nobody's fault. Then He's drunk later, alcohol acts as a depressant, and then he says, it's my own damn fault. Then he probably falls asleep that night. He can't sleep through the night because uh, at about 5 a.m., all the sugar from the alcohol kicks in. So he wakes up, and now he's like, not feeling good. He's dehydrated. 
And maybe he's up for an hour. Maybe now he goes, you know what? This is totally my fault. This whole thing. Then he eats a waffle, knocks him out. He falls back asleep, wakes up at about one. And uh, starts writing another tune. I don't think he, he got bogged down in the details a lot. I think he's just another gig tonight. Let's rock it. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm getting excited again. We're just a very short time now away. The sun is starting to set here in Los Angeles. And when it does, we will head up to the Hollywood Bowl for the first time to see Jimmy Buffett. He was instrumental in inspiring a lot of the Have a Summer uh, songs and just with his vibe. And uh, um, I would take the good with the good. And I want to thank you. We did a 10 song. Uh, Buffett pregame countdown. I'll see you next time on Who Charted?